guys, welcome to my podcast, You're the Shift. My name is Kayla, I'm Flora Fauna Healing. I'm super excited to share today's subject with you. So today's subject might not be as heavy as other subjects, but I think it's super important. It's something I have a lot of personal experience with, and it's called spiritual addiction. So spiritual addiction, at least that's what I call it. I know there's other names and terms for it, but spiritual addiction is when you are asking the same question of multiple other people instead of relying on your own intuition. This can happen in many forms. You can see it in self-tarot readings. You can see it in asking multiple practitioners the same question instead of relying on your own guidance because there's a sense of fear or a sense of you not being in control or in the driver's seat in what you're asking. So this can be a really deep thing that a lot of people going through spirituality will come to find. When I started out, I started out reading. I did not get any formal training when I was younger. I just really had a passion for the subject. I've always had a strong intuition and I just rolled with it. I absolutely loved it. And so I kept a journal. And I think that that's one of the best pieces of advice that I can offer to somebody working on their psychic ability, whether that's uh, professionally or you know, for themselves or developing a stronger intuition for themselves and their own guides and their own life purpose. Highly recommend, by the way, because psychic ability is something that everybody has. And I can get into that later if you guys would like send me a message. I will definitely do an episode on that because it's something I'm super passionate about. So when I started out, I would read for myself and I had this narrative about life when I was young, as most young people do, that you know, life didn't want to do nice things for me. Life didn't want to bless me. Life didn't provide good things for me. And of course, so that's what I attracted, right? That's how it works. You get what you put out there. And so that was the lessons that I was learning at that time. So when I would do my tarot readings, asking a question that was very dear to my heart, I would get answers that frightened me. And the reason is, I didn't have a strong enough connection with my intuition to be listening to my guides. My human interface was the one that was running the show. And so when you do any type of spiritual work, whether that's meditation, whether that's tarot, any psychic work, anything like that, any modalities, there's a need to let fear step out of the way. And I did discuss this a little bit in Drive Baby Drive. So if you haven't listened to that and this is striking a chord, um, definitely check that out. It's a really good episode in my opinion. But yes, so I really was afraid of the information that I was receiving. I would get cards, like if you're familiar with tarot, you'll understand this, like the like the tower. Um, I would get cards that would, like the Three of Swords, suggest that I was dealing with heartbreak. But the thing is, this isn't always a huge deal. We all go through lessons in life. When you learn the true meaning of the tools that you're using, you won't look to them with fear or dread. There are a lot of people who will go to a session and kind of take what they want from it and not really hear what the person who is speaking to them is saying. And that's all right. You know, like your clients are going to come to you or your friends or whoever you're doing work for is going to come to you to listen to you. And, you know, they're going to take what they take from that. That's not in your control. All you can do is deliver the message and stay impartial. And so I always tell my clients, I'm impartial. It doesn't matter what messages I'm receiving for you. I have nothing to do with that. That's all from my spirit guides. And this is just the information that I'm giving to you. I have no personal attachment to whether it turns out or whether it does not. That's not for me. And that would not be my job at that point. So people will go to psychics and even do their own inner work and they'll run into things that frighten them. 
let's say you ask a question like, am I going to be with this person for the rest of my life? And the answer is either yes or no, but the answer frightens you and probably involves that you need to do some personal work mm -hmm. or it may involve that person's contract. When you ask a question, sometimes you are not ready for the answer that you receive. If you are not ready for the answer, I strongly suggest not, like, not asking the question. But for some people, this becomes a form of addiction. So they'll want to keep someone in their life or want to keep a situation in their life because they have a personal attachment to it. They want to keep that thing going in their life because there's a fear of what if I don't have it? There's a fear of the new. There's a fear of the loss. There's a fear of the unknown. And so they'll keep doing their self-readings. Your guides don't allow this to happen, though. When you ask the same question from a tarot deck, especially, or from anything that you're doing guide work with, they will stop answering you. And I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm telling you that because there's a reason why it's happening. And it's happening because you're not listening to the guidance they gave you. They have no reason to lie to you. That's not their job. They're literally invested in your life from before you were born to be here for you. When you ask them a question, they will tell you the truth. The thing to understand is you never understand how things are going to unfold. You just understand what is going to happen. And sometimes we need to take those answers with grace. And as you go through your healing, you're going to understand that there are things that are not meant for you. I ask you to look at some situations in your life where you were in a really bad situation, but you were terrified of letting go. If you did, you know that things improved for you after you did. And there's a reason for that. That's growth. And when you go through that, it's to open up those new doors to be able to say, okay, you've kind of leveled up right now. Let's bring you in the things that you need for the next lesson. And as you let go with grace, those lessons become easier and easier and easier. But the human, the human tries to control. The human part of us controls. The soul part of us has nothing to be afraid of. It already knows what's going down. It's already mapped these lessons out and it is not concerned in the slightest. But we are, and we have to be, because that's part of how we learn here. So when you are doing your own readings, when you're doing your own work, when you're asking a question from spirit, you need to take a journal and write down what you receive. And I want you to look at it without a bias. When you look at it without a bias, you can ask your spirit guides questions for that. Like, if you're looking at it without a bias and you, let's say you ask, hey, am I going to be with this person? And the, the answer you receive is no. And you know what? Sometimes it's not all cut and dry, right? Like when we get these info, like this information, it depends on how you receive information. Like I receive information like I'm talking to you right now. So for me, it is cut and dry. Um, some people will receive images. Some people will receive feelings. I have a multitude of abilities that I work with that I've worked to develop. So I'm pretty good at knowing what rings true for me and knowing where that works. But when you're starting out, you may not have those skills and that's all right. Everybody's at their own path, right? So you may see things you don't understand. You may get signals you don't understand, get signs from the universe you don't understand. I'm sure you know someone in your life that's been like, I asked for a sign and they got it and they got it again and they got it again and they're still not listening, right? This is what I'm talking about. If this is something that you're dealing with, you're trying to really build a solid connection to the intuition, to the higher self, to the spirit guides, you're going to want to keep a journal. Keep a journal. Write down what you receive because what you receive right now is going to be important later. Your guides don't send you things that aren't important. 
If you're receiving angel numbers, for example, you need to be looking into what they mean. If you need help for that, hit me up. I have a website that I use. This girl is absolutely incredible. I get angel numbers a lot as signs because I've always loved numbers. So I get a lot of it, have a lot of experience with it. But either way, you can ask for guidance and discount your guidance. You will, though. It's part of all of our paths to do so. But if you really do want to develop that stronger connection, take a journal, write it down. Don't be biased in the information that you receive. Remember that your guides have to learn how to communicate with you best. They don't really have an instruction manual for you. Like your abilities can be like absolutely amazing on one day and completely not there the next. That is a natural byproduct of human emotion. And that is really central to how our abilities work. That's why you hear me go on and on about sh like shielding, grounding, and cleansing. That's why they're so important because it can help you maintain a baseline state where you're sort of running at neutral more days than you're running at bad. You know what I mean? Eventually, you're going to be running at good almost all the time, which is a gift from the universe, let me tell you. But you want to have that solid base. So when you're journaling, you can receive those signs and you'll be keeping a log. And when you keep that log... You actually are telling your spirit guides, I know when you say this, you mean this. And as a psychic, or even just as an intuitive, or somebody, you know, trying to improve their own life, that log, infinitely useful. Why? Because your guides will go, oh, I know Kayla is going to understand this. Oh, I know. Sometimes they give me the most ridiculous signs because I have a good sense of humor, and so do they. And I love that. And you may find that too, that sometimes your signs are humorous. That's okay, right? But when keeping that log, you're going to be able to be like, oh, I've had this happen before. You know what? Give me a minute. Let me flip back through this for a minute. And then you're going to figure out, oh, yeah, I have had this before. And when I had it, it meant this. And when you don't understand that, you can sit with your guides and ask them, can you show me something to help me understand? Not, I don't get it. Give me another sign. Not like that. Just... I think I know what you mean. Can you show me something that's on the right track? You can even specify what that thing is. And they'll accommodate. You have to understand that these are multi-dimensional, super powerful beings that can do pretty much anything. And they're here working with you. Asking you shall receive. That's how it works. Spirit guides can't intervene, as I've mentioned before, unless you are directly asking their assistance. So this is a way to get through that spiritual addiction. When you are looking at that, and you are giving your own power away to someone else. When you have all that power within yourself, you were built with that power. You are no different than me. I am no different than anyone else. The only thing is, when you take time to build that connection, that connection rewards you. It becomes strong for you. You are better at being a human being when you take time to build that connection. And everybody has it. It is infinitely valuable in leading you through your life and telling you where you need to go, what's best for you, because you are always considered in that process. Your spirit guides have no reason to take you down a peg. They have no reason to hurt you. If you are experiencing those kinds of things, that's another thing to journal because that's the ego interfacing you. And that's okay too. We learn from that too. Like everything you're receiving is valuable. There's a lesson in everything. If you are experiencing trying to open up to meditation or whatever it is that you're doing and you're receiving negative feedback, there's fear there. 
And you can always ask someone else to help you with that, or you can try to work on that yourself. There's tons of practitioners in town that would love to assist you with that kind of thing. I say in town because I'm in North Bay. I realize you may not be. <laughs> but in your local area, um, there's definitely people that can help you without a bias to be able to give that to you, to be able to help you help yourself. Realistically, that should be the goal of any psychic, any healer. Help you help yourself. That's what we're here for. We do not have an agenda, or at least we shouldn't. So this is what I mean. If you're going into a session with a psychic and you're asking them the same question and you're not actually hearing what they're telling you, you're actually giving your power away and wasting your own time. Don't do that. Don't do that because it's not good for you. That's let alone the other person you're disrespecting in that scenario. That isn't good for you. What is good for you is to try to work on fear. Because if you're dealing with spiritual addiction, there is fear. That is the root. There's a fear of not being guided. There's a fear of not being loved. There's a fear of not being provided for. There's a fear of not being good enough. There's a fear of not being able to receive. There's a fear, there's a low self-esteem likely that's happening there too. These are things that you can deal with. These are things that you should be dealing with in yourself. And if you need help, that's what you should be asking for. Instead of circling around this particular question or this particular thing. Because you're taking your own power away and you don't need to do that to yourself. You are infinitely powerful in that sense. So you should be asking yourself those questions. So if you're dealing with spiritual addiction, I'm going to give you guys some tactics that have worked for me. Like I mentioned, I definitely have dealt with this in multiple different facets, okay? Growing up as a psychic person is not simple. It is not easy. And yes, I definitely closed down a lot of my abilities during that time frame out of fear. So I developed some techniques in my own self, some tips and tricks, because I didn't want to stop working on myself and I didn't want to let my own fear get in the way. And when you are going through situations in your life like that, the first thing that I'm going to tell you is, is there somebody in your life that has power over you? Um, I think we've discussed power over and power under, but the point is there shouldn't be that. You do not want to have someone have power over you. And I know a lot of us are in that position. And that's okay. It's part of the learning curve. But if you are dealing with spiritual addiction, chances are you have struggled with someone having power over over you to the point that you do not trust yourself you've placed trust into someone else to be able to call those shots for you to be able to make those decisions for you this may not be the case for everyone but it definitely is the case for a lot of us so that may be something to sit and think about today do you have power in yourself or do you believe that you have no power do you believe that life is in control of you or do you believe that you are in control of your own life? If you are not in the driver's seat, please refer back to the last episode because I think it'll strike a chord with you. It's definitely some advice that I live by too. So number two, when you are asking these questions, clear your mind first. When you are consulting a spiritual tool, do not go in when you're anxious. You will muck your own frequency to be able to receive. It's no different than what I brought up to you guys a little, like a little bit ago in when you work with a client and they have high anxiety because they have an emotional outcome to the question that it can be somewhat difficult to get through a read, just like it can be when somebody is doing drugs, et cetera, et cetera. These things can impact the field. I usually just center myself, reshuffle for the client, ask my spirit guide for help, and then I'm good to go. 
but I've definitely run into it quite a few times. You don't want to be asking a question when you're in that kind of state, and obviously that's the state when you're going to ask for help, and that's okay. Right? Practitioners, ground yourselves. That's all you have to do. You'll be alright, right? It, we all learn to work through it. And just understand that you can ask your spirit guides for help if that's something you're dealing with with a client, and we've all been there. So don't judge, right? Hold space with love. You'll get through it. But anyway, if this is the other person, if this is the, the sitter, as we normally call them, if this is the sitter, the person that is asking for asking the questions, whether they're asking themselves or whether they're asking, you know, a practitioner, etc., you want to clear your mind. Sometimes it's really good to take yourself through a small clearing. Sometimes it's really good to open up to spirit if that's something that you do in your psychic work, sit in the power. Um, that's just a process of opening up your field to be able to interface with your spirit guide more easily, have a higher vibration. That's a practice that you can do. If you would like any help in getting started with that, send me a message. I have some audios that are for beginners to start with that and it can help build a whole lot of things, not just this. Mm -hmm. You want to be in a position where you are calm. If it helps, um, grab a gemstone that's grounding if you carry crystals around with you. Black tourmaline would be my ideal favorite for this, um, but anything that is grounding will work. If you need a list of those, again, send me a message. Uh, but I really like to work with garnet. I like to work with tiger eye. I like to work with, I have a septarian nodule that I use for this. That's incredible. Um, uh, yeah, so you're going to want to use something that takes your energy down a little bit. And that's that's okay. You. Having your energy taken down is not a bad thing, contrary to popular belief. You want balance is what you want. You need a strong lower chakras, like you need a strong lower chakra center in your body to be able to accommodate the higher vibrations that you will be working with throughout this path. So balance, balance, balance. Working with the lower chakras is extremely important. Anyway, so grab something like that. Grab yourself a cup of tea. Sometimes heat will ground a person. Then ask your question. You can ask your spirit guides help just in your head. You don't have to open up to your spirit for this to work, but you can just ask in your head or out loud. I'm having trouble with this answer. Could you assist me? Would you be able to help me take down my energies a little bit? So those are some things that you can do before you start out. When you do start, take some deep breaths. Remember that right now in this moment, you are okay. What you're feeling asking this question is an upshoot of fear. But fear is about the outcome. Fear is not about the question itself. It's about the outcome. And you should know that the clearer you are in that moment, the more clear the guidance you will receive will be. The reason why you are feeling fear and anxiety is because the ego is running right now. And that's all right. Right? That's okay. Ask your ego to step aside for that moment so you can get a clear answer. This takes practice. Just know that it's going to be all right as you go through it with time. This muscle will get stronger for you, right? I love asking questions now. I love the answers that I get because I take them with grace. And you know what? I've never been wrong. To me, when there is fear involved, that's the wrong time to ask the mm -hmm. question. And when you are so fearful that you need someone else to do that work for you, that's also okay. But sit with the information. Sit with the information. Get a feel for it. Understand if it feels right for you or not. If it doesn't feel right, it may be that anxiety and fear are sitting with you. But if you really put the ego aside, you should be able to understand if you're resonating with parts of that information or not. Again, this is a muscle. And don't be worried if you don't get it right the first time. 
But what you want is to be able to rely on yourself for that information. Not that I'm saying don't go see another practitioner. Absolutely, if that's what you want, you know, everybody has different skills. But in this case, if you're dealing with spiritual addiction, you definitely want to make sure that your sense of resonancy is strong. And when you're dealing with spiritual um, addiction, your sense of resonance may not be strong. I have an episode on that as well. If this is striking a chord with you, take a listen to it. If you need help developing resonance, that's something that I do too. So, you know, contact me if that's something that you want. Or There's lots of resources online for that too. You want that sense of resonancy to be strong. And for that sense of resonancy to be strong, you have to be a little bit clear. So you can pass something like a selenite wand over yourself before you do this, if you'd like. Something to just take down that vibration a little bit. And that'll be able to help you exercise that muscle to get a clear answer. Now remember, your answer may not come in a form you understand. And this happens because you still need to build those skills. Or it's because you have a partial, like an attachment to the answer you're receiving which can make it very difficult. It is very difficult for us to ask our own questions. We can get this guidance great for everyone else. But when it comes to us, we have a bias. We have a very strong bias in ourselves. We know that when we're working with the client or when we're working with the friend, etc., that we're able to put ourselves aside because it doesn't affect us. But when it's us, it becomes very difficult. So if you're experiencing spiritual addiction, I urge you to walk away from your tools for a little bit. Ground yourself, take some time away. Asking the same question over and over is not going to do you any good. It is going to bring you harm, and every time that you do it, it's going to bring you more anxiety. And we've all been there. This isn't blaming. Like, we've all been there. <laughs> I don't know anyone who hasn't in this line of work. Just know that you'll get the answers that you need. But asking multiple people the same question, or asking yourself the same question, or asking your guides the same question over and over it's time to step back. Ask the question a different way. You can even tell your guides, I think this is what's happening. I'm not sure. Can you help me clear that energy? Can you give me a sign in a different way? Could you have it with this color? So I know, because what's happening is I'm gaslighting myself and I need help. We all do it. We all have to unlearn that, especially if you've been in that kind of relationship or family upbringing where gaslighting is prominent, it can take some time to undo. So you're just going to want to really communicate with your guides to be able to pass that, to be able to get through that. We've all had those deeply fearful situations where we're extremely attached to the outcomes. So working through that fear, physical exercise is an absolutely great way to do this, by the way, if you don't want to do it in like a kind of metaphysical kind of way, um, I would suggest physical exercise. You need to burn that energy down. When you burn that energy down and you come back and you refocus on what it is you want to know, it often makes it much easier. Um, you could also try doing this after like some chamomile tea, some lavender. You want to get yourself into the right headspace. You don't want to be asking your guides for information when you're in the wrong headspace because you know at that point that your ego is running that show. And you don't want that. Because your ego is going to take the information, is going to twist it to whatever it is that it wants to hear, and that's just not accurate. And you know it isn't, right? So it makes it really difficult. So when you go through this, step away from your tools, ask a different way, ground yourself out in nature. I wouldn't suggest asking anyone for help at this point. Give it some time. Because the thing is, you're going to lapse into that same pattern. 
And you know what? It's most difficult for people who do do this as a career or as a way of life, you know, because we know that we're able to access that information. But the truth is we don't want to hear it from ourselves a lot of the time because there's fear, attachment, and ego attachment. So work on lessening fear. Work on lessening the things in yourself, like power over or feeling like you don't have enough power or feeling like you can't rely on yourself. That's where you need to work if you're dealing with spiritual addiction. The root of all addiction is the same. It's not feeling like you're supported, not feeling like you're loved. So there's an issue there somewhere where you are not feeling loved or supported by the universe or by yourself as well. That would be what I would look into. If you're going to ask someone for help, that would be how I would ask them. It may be time to get into some chakra work. It may be time to go visit a Reiki practitioner, or get into yoga, something that works with the key inside your body, the life force energy to be able to move those blockages. Mantra work can be extremely effective. Listening to mantras while you're sleeping to reprogram the subconscious, very, very effective for this. But yeah, if this is something that you're dealing with, there are ways to be able to get through it. It's not that your intuition is faulty. That is so not the case. It's that you're dealing with fear. So take a look in the fear. If you have any other questions or anything you need to know, you can contact me at Kayla at florafaunahealing.org. I just redid my entire website. It is awesome. There are all of my resources. You can access all of my podcasts, um, my Patreon. You can access information on mentorship, on all of the things that I do, including my art, all in one place. And you can also book with me through there, too. Mm -hmm. So if you're curious about that, there's that as well. Um, I also do readings on there, and I do astrological consults and all of that on there, too. Um, if you are looking for some information, helpful tips and tricks to bolster yourself in your self-work for spirituality, I definitely recommend checking out my Patreon, which is patreon.com slash healing. There's all sorts of resources on being able to step into yourself a little bit more strongly and empower yourself when it comes to your spirituality. And I also offer a lot of tips and tricks if this is something you're struggling with when it comes to the tools that you're using. I offer a lot when it comes to tarot and astrology to be able to work through fear in those platforms as well. So yeah, if that works for you, those are the links that you can go through. And if not, that's all right too. I will see you guys again next month. So yeah, Flora Fauna Healing and you guys enjoy your weekend. <laughs>